morning, everyone. It is Sunday morning, September the 13th, 2020. I say good morning to everyone. I say happy birthday to those that are celebrating, happy anniversary to those that are celebrating. I bring you greetings in the name of Jesus. My name is Jaretha Dunstan of the Making Faith Moves podcast. I am coming to you live from anchor.fm. You can also find these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify, and here on Anchor.fm. I thank God this morning that he allowed me to see this morning. He allowed me to share a message with you all. This is a message that I preached some time ago. Um, we're going to be coming from the book of Job, chapter 42, verses 5 through 12, and I'm reading from the God's Word translation. All righty. But before we go into the Word, let's have a short prayer. God, we thank you for allowing us to see this day. We thank you, God, that you continue to bless us with your amazing grace and your amazing mercy. We thank you most of all for your awesome and untouchable love. God, we thank you right now, Lord, that you continue to see fit to allow us to be your vessels that you use to get your word across and to share glory to glory with others so that you might get all the praise and the worship. God, we pray right now this word that is delivered, God. Let it be opening minds, oh God, opening hearts to help someone who don't know you in the part of their sins decide to get to know you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're coming from the book of Job, chapter 42, verses 5 through 12, the God's Word translation. Starting at verse 5, it reads, I have heard about you with my own ears, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. That is why I take back every word I say to you. And I sit in the dust and ashes to show that I am sorry. After the Lord had said those things to Job, the Lord said to Elphaz from Timon, I'm very hungry with, very angry with you and your friends because you didn't speak what was right about me as my servant Job has done. So take even young bulls, take seven young bulls, I'm sorry, and seven rams, go to my servant Job and make a burnt offering for yourselves. My servant Job will pray for you. Then I will accept his prayer not to treat you as godless fools. After all, you didn't speak what is right about me as my servant Job has done. Verse 9. Then Elphaz and Timon of Timon, Bildad of Shua, and Zophar of Nama went and did what the Lord had told them to do. And the Lord accepted Job's prayer. After Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored Job's prosperity and gave him twice as much as he had before. Verse 11, then all his brothers and sisters and everyone who had previously known him came to him and comforted him for all the evil the Lord had brought to him. Each one gave him some money and gold rings. And number 12, the Lord blessed the latter years of Job's life more than the earlier years. 
years. He had 14,000 sheep and goats, 6,000 camels, 2,000 oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. Now, we've all heard the story of Job. He was a man of integrity, and he feared God. He strived to stay away from the devil. He had seven sons and three daughters and a lot of cattle and land. So Job was a blessed man, and he was prosperous. He was considered one of the most influential people of that time period. There was a meeting, but how Job got the way he got, there was a meeting between God and the devil. And God asked the devil, where was he coming from? And the devil had been wandering the earth. God asked if the devil had considered his servant Job. Because the devil had been seeking whom he could devour, who he could get to turn away from God. And so God, you know, asked him, had you sought my servant Job? Remember, Job was a man of integrity. He feared God. So that means he honored God. He served, He was a servant of God. And he knew that he was going to serve God until he died. And the last thing he was going to do was walk away from God. And God knew this, but Satan didn't. Satan answered, stating that he could not touch Jacob, touch Job, because God has a protection around him. The devil says that if God will remove his protection from Job, that he would curse God to his face. So the devil, not paying attention, he thought that he could cause Job, do things to cause Job to curse God, to give up on God, to walk away from God. God granted the devil's wish and removed his hand from Job. God granted the devil's permission to inflict Job. The devil could attack Job, but could not take his life. We know that Job lost his home, his cattle, his children, something that Job did when he found out the news of losing his children and all his stuff. He fell to his knees tore off his clothes, shaved his head, worshiped God. Job cried aloud, naked. I came into this world and naked I shall return. How many of us are willing to go through the loss of everything? Children, spouses, material things, your cars, your home, and still worship the almighty God. A lot of us, the first thing we do is God why? And then we're angry with God. And then we don't want to have anything to do with God. We don't want to worship him. We don't want to serve him. We don't want to hear what people have to say. We don't want to go to church because God took everything away from me. And sometimes God will remove things from you so that you can see clearly what he needs for you to see. Sometimes he will block out every noise so you can hear clearly what he needs you to hear. Okay. So we got to remember that. But never once did Job curse God. Satan kept coming back to God with something else, but Job stayed faithful to God. His friends came at him as if he had committed a wrongful act against God. Everybody thinks that as soon as something goes wrong in your life, as soon as you deal with a obstacle, as soon as you hit a brick wall, they automatically think you did something wrong. It was all your fault, whatever you did, and you need to ask God for forgiveness and da-da-da-da-da and da-da-da. It's not always the case, okay? Things had gotten so bad for Job that even his wife told him that he needed to curse God and die. That right there tells me that his wife was weak and the enemy was able to use her to try to get at Job. Now, tell you and remind you in case you don't know, the enemy will use those closest to you to get at you 
to cause you to waver, to cause you to easily be beset, to cause you to look the other way. The enemy will use those closest to you. In the Message Bible, in Job 6, 14 through 16, Job tells his friend that when desperate people give up on God Almighty, their friends should at least stick with them, not desert them. Okay, so that right there tells us that his so-called friends, um, let's see, his friends' names were, we're going to go back to it. His friends' names were, you had Elphaz of Timon, Bildad of Shua, Zophar of Niamh. They were supposed to be his close friends, but they gave up on him. Why? Because they felt like he did something to dishonor God. That's why he lost everything. That's why he lost all his children, his cattle, his land. That's why his wife was like, you need to curse God and die because, you know, you serve this God, but this God is letting you suffer like this. You serve this God, but this God is taking everything away from you. You serve this God, but he's stricken your body with sores. You can't even walk into the city because you were filled with sores, scabs, you, you lost on your luck. You done cut all your hair off. You done ripped all your clothes off. You, you're laying naked in the street. What in the world is wrong with you? This is what they're thinking, but they don't understand the process of God. We got to understand that we have to trust God's process, even though it looks like we're in a losing battle, but we have to realize we're not in a losing battle because the fight has already been fixed. We've already won. It just has to come to fruition. Okay. One day there was a gushing with water from melting ice and snow flowing from the mountains, but by summer they are dry. And you, my so-called friends, are no better. So he tells them in verses 24 and 27 of, of the chapter 6 of Job, Job says, confront me with the truth and I will shut up. Show me where I have gotten off track. Honest words never hurt anyone. Even in Job's struggle, he still feared God. Even in Job's struggle, he still feared God. He still acknowledged God as his Lord and Savior. He still acknowledged God as the one who gave him life, health, and being. He never, never gave up. In life, we go through some of the similar things, might not be as bad, or they might be worse. Things like the things like the bills are more than the funds in your bank account. You know, you're trying to pay a bill, but you know your, your bank account say 0, 0.00, but you still don't know how that bill got paid. That's God. You get injured or you have to come out of work dealing with some kind of issue or circumstance that causes you to feel worthless. Like, what am I here for? Why does it seem like all the bad things happen to me? I've had some of those moments. I'm sure you have some of those moments too. Some of those issues, some of those circumstances. But God always works things out. I've been to where we've been on the brink of homelessness, but God worked it out. We were sleeping on this person's couch or in this person's house. We was driving this person's car and that person's car. But God blessed us nonetheless because God didn't let us go without a roof over our head. God didn't let us go without transportation to get back and forth. 
He didn't let us go without transportation to get to work. Yes, it was a struggle. It was financially taxing, but God made a way. Job went through a struggle. Job, he went through loss, but God made a way. Even when people have told me that I was stupid for walking from a job after 10 years, or when I thought about going back, I was told that I was stupid for considering it. I'm talking about me now. I'm not stupid for considering it. No matter what anybody tells you, you do what is in you to do that God gives you. What God places on your heart, that's what you do. God is your leader. God is your guide. God is your director, not man. He will put the right angels in place to be a blessing to you, irregardless of what the world says that you should do or should not do. Because if we just sit back and think about all that God has already done for us, all that he's done for our families, then we need to be rejoicing. We need to be worshiping God for he is good. And the good always outweighs the bad. In the midst of this, I didn't tell y'all my topic before I go any further. My topic is when things turn around. And the subtopic is closer than you think. So we got to realize in the process of everything, you got to go through the struggles. You got to go through the tests. You got to go through the stages. You got to go through each phase in order to get to the end result, which is your victory. You got to go through it. We have to learn that we got to worship God for the good. We got to worship God even when things are going bad because he blesses us even when we don't deserve it. And guess what? Sometimes we don't deserve it more than we do deserve it. You know, the devil can take everything, but give me Jesus. I thank God every day for my husband. I thank God every day for my family. But most of all, I thank God every day for God because I wouldn't have the husband. I wouldn't have the home. I wouldn't have the car. I wouldn't have the family if it was not for God. Being a savior, being a blesser, being a gracer, wouldn't have it, wouldn't have it, wouldn't have it. My family wouldn't have it. God reigns and I thank every day that he reigns. Job had his moments of weakness as well, asking why. We all do. We're human. So if you was to go back to Job 27 around verses 4 and 6, Job says that he refuses to say one word that is not true. He refuses to confess to any charge that is false. Job would not deny his integrity. You skip over. You go to Job 38, chapters 38 through 41. God confronts Job. He asks Job questions, questions. He reminds Job that he is God and there is no other like in heaven or earth. Job answers God. He was ready to listen. There comes a point when you're going to go through a struggle and you are blocking out everything, everyone. 
You don't want to hear what anybody has to say. You don't want to hear what God has to say. You don't want to hear the message that you need to hear to help you to move on, to get to the next level or to do better. The point that we have to hold on, we must not give up. Four things will turn around. If you're going through something that has left you feeling like you're in a Job experience, I want to assure you today that you're closer to the to your next than you think. You're closer to your breakthrough than you think. Remember, God's word says, eyes have not seen, nor ears have not heard. Job is a fine example of there will be victory after this. There will be a praise after this. There will be joy after this. There will be glory after this. There is a powerful testimony after this. So when we get into the guts of it, we understand when we get over here to Job 42, the first few verses, Job is acknowledging his faults, asking for forgiveness and telling God that my ears have heard. Now my eyes have seen. So Job knew enough to know that he needed to reference God for who he is, that God can do anything and everything he so desires. God can and will do the impossible, okay? God can and will do the impossible. There is nothing, there is no one that can upset God's plan. And that if God does not bring him out of his afflictions, it is not because he can't, because we know that in our lives as well, God has already done more than enough. God has already done more than enough. God knows that not all of us are meant to be millionaires. God knows not all of us are meant to have the big, huge, lavish houses. God knows not all of us are meant to have the, the nice, lavish cars. God knows that he, he is, his plan is for us to have what we need each and every single day. And throughout those days, he might give us some extra. But he's not going to give us too much extra because he knows that we're not worthy of handling the stewardship of taking care of those things. So sometimes you're not going to get what you want. You're not going to get what you desire, but God is going to give you exactly what you need. And we have to learn to be content with those things. We all have those that will speak against the will of God, thinking that we are telling you the, the right thing, thinking they're telling you the right thing. That's one of the reasons why we have to get into God's word. We have to study for ourselves. Everybody can, you know, there's a lot of people that go live on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on um, TikTok, on YouTube. It's a lot of people that go live on different avenues, on different outlets. And then they want to say, well, you know, this, 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 that. Regardless of what they say to you, regardless of what they minister to you about, you need to get it for yourself. So don't just go by what somebody tells you. Don't just go by what I tell you. I'm giving you the scriptures to read. Every scripture that I've called out in this text, every scripture I've called out in the other text that I've, I've ministered on this podcast, that I've ministered on Making Faith Moves Live, we need ourselves to go 
write down those scriptures, write down those notes, write down those points and go back and research it and read it for yourself. If you have questions, that's why there's an avenue for you to leave me a live message for the podcast. That's why there's an avenue on Facebook for you to leave a message. That's why there's an avenue for you to email me your question. That's why there's an avenue for you to send me your question on the inbox because we are supposed to share the glory of God, the gospel of God. We're supposed to share it. We're supposed to get it out there. We're supposed to minister to others, to let others know the goodness and the glory of God. That's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to give up. And when people want to come against us and say that that's not right, this is how it needs to be and and all of this, then you say, that's not what God's word says. That's not what God has given me. And we have to understand that some things only come through prayer and fasting. When you're seeking God, some things only come through prayer and fasting. It's in his word. It's in his word. It's in his word. You know, there's a song that says, I will trust in the Lord until I die. Job was willing and Job's heart was trusting in God. We have to understand that we need to take on that type of heart, that heart posture again. You're going to hear me say it over and over in some texts that are coming up. Text in the past. Get your heart in the right position. Get your mind in the right place. Focus. Sometimes we don't focus enough on God and then we wonder why we lose out. It's because we took our eyes off of him. We don't want to be like that disciple that took our eyes off God and then he sunk down into the water. But as long as he's kept his eyes on God, he was able to walk across that water. Don't take your eyes off God. Stay atop. Don't go down. Are you treating everybody right? Are you serving the Lord and are you willing to do it until you die? Sometimes we don't feel like we're being treated right. But guess what? Before you go blaming it on somebody else, check the person you look at in the mirror every morning. Make sure you're doing yourself right. Make sure you're doing God right. Make sure you're walking in the path that you need to be walking in. Don't try to walk in somebody else's path because you don't know what somebody else has been through to get to where they are. There are a lot of people that used to come to me and say, Re, I wish I could sing like you sing. And I let them know, don't ever wish that because you don't want to go through all that I've already gone through in my 44 years on this earth. I've had some major, major struggles. I've had some near-death experiences, but I trust God for that turnaround because that turnaround is closer than what I think. It's closer than what you think. So when, what trial are you going through who or who or what have you lost that makes you feel that you have the right to question God? I trust God in his process. Do you trust God in his process? I believe there's a greater purpose for my life. Do you believe there's a greater purpose for your life? And I'm going to worship God and I'm going to praise him for any and everything that takes place. Are you willing to worship and praise God for any and everything that takes place? What are you seeking God for? Whatever you're seeking him for, it can be yours. If and only when you recognize that he is who he says he is, repent and sincerely surrender all. It's turning around. Whatever sickness you're battling, God is turning it around. The chaos you're dealing with at home, God is turning it around. If you believe that God is working it out for you, God is turning it around. Declare the goodness of the Lord and speak it out. It's turning around for me. So when things look like it's going crazy, it's just around the corner 
you got next because things are turning around. Amen. 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 I thank you all for listening to this message on today. You know, there's a song that says, it's turning around for me. I believe it's by Vashon Mitchell. It's turning around for me. We have to understand no matter what you're going through, trust God for trust God, trust God's process because it's turning around for me. Eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard, but it's turning around for me. Amen. Thank you all for listening to this message on the day. God, we give you glory and honor. We thank you, Lord, for just being with us as we go throughout this day. God, we thank you right now for the message that was delivered. And we pray that it does not fall on deaf ears, but the people that are listening here get a revelation and are blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.